The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to the show. Welcome to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and as in every week, our goal this week is to assist you, to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. We want to help you make a difference because, as we've said before, if we focus on making a difference, the dollars will follow. And we're going to continue in our series Essential Selling Skills. Let's get back to the basics, part three. In our first show, I explained to you, got a friend of mine, Tony Dungy, was a former NFL coach. He won a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts. I believe that was in 2007. Uh, One of the things he shared with me was that whether you were a veteran or a rookie, everyone had to come to spring training camp. And he said, as a matter of fact, in order to remain a pro bowler, you have to continually revisit the fundamentals of football, the blocking and tackling. And we talked about, we also equated that to sharpening the axe. Think about it. If you have an axe and you continue to go out and try to chop down trees, the more trees you, you attempt to chop down, eventually the, the blade of the axe is going to get dull. A lot of us don't take time to sharpen the axe. We just keep chopping at the trees. So we are working hard or even harder, and we're getting minimal results. And I mentioned a quote last week that uh, one of our listeners reminded me of. And by the way, thank you, all of you who are listening from all over the world. The show is really growing, and I just want to say thank you. Please continue to share the show with more people. We want to we educate and help as many people as possible. But one of the things that was mentioned last week from one of our listeners, he's, he reminded me, and I believe it was Derek, he reminded me of a quote that I once knew. You know how sometimes we, we know something and we forget it. But the quote was from Abraham Lincoln, and it said, Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. And that's what we're doing in this series. We're helping you to sharpen the axe. We're going to revisit the fundamentals of selling. And I have someone today, they, they kind of mentioned to me, it's like they didn't realize they were selling. I say, yeah, if you are influencing decisions, you are selling. I don't care what capacity you're in. If you're influencing the decisions and you're a teacher, you're selling. If you're an attorney, you're trying to influence the decision of a judge and or jury. And if you're my attorney, I hope you're really good at selling. Okay. Uh, so we're all selling. 
But we have to be mindful of that. And these are skills that you can use every day in life. You can use it for business. You can use it on the personal side to influence decisions positively for the individual. A lot of people have a misperception of selling because a lot of people are using these skills for the wrong reasons. They're using it just for the purpose of monetary gain. They aren't trying to help the customer. It's all about them as the salesperson. And that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to give you skills or help you enhance skills where the focus is you. I believe you help enough people get what they want and you're going to get everything you want. And that's, that's the premise of the show. So we've been talking about several things relative to the fundamentals. We've gone back and we've talked about uh, time management. We've talked about selling skills uh, and certain aspects of it. We talked about last week, we talked about this thing called attitude. And you have to have an exceptional attitude to, to be consistently successful in what we do in selling. And we talked about also this thing called purpose. What is it that's going to drive you when nothing else, when, when things are tough, when, when you're tired, when you don't feel well? Uh, one of the, the coaches for the Green Bay Packers made a statement a long time ago. I think it was Vince Lombardi. He said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. So you have to have something that's driving you even when you don't feel the desire to continue to move on. All right, we talked about purpose. So we're going to continue, and we talked about questioning and listening. And, and <clears throat> contrary to popular belief, the best sales professionals aren't the ones who can talk long, who can talk often. The best ones are the ones who, up front, they really want to understand the client from every perspective. They ask good, deep, probing questions. And then the other side of that coin is they listen. And they listen to understand, not just to respond. And we're going to take up there. But I have a quote, that I, a little poem that I kind of came up with, and some of you have heard it before. If you have, just bear with, the, just bear with me because there are others who haven't. But I call it the John Smith poem. And, and it's pretty simple. And it goes like this. In order to sell John Smith what John Smith buys, we must first see John Smith through John Smith's eyes. In order to sell John Smith what John Smith buys, we must first see John Smith through John Smith's eyes. Not our eyes, not our manager's eyes, not our organization's eyes, but from their perspective, that's what we're trying to learn and gain. And I have a rap version also. Uh, I don't like to leave anybody out. Uh, if you're in the rap crowd, and it goes like this. In order to sell John Smith with John Smith uses, you must first put yourself in John Smith's shoes. Yeah. All right. So the bottom line, whichever one you like, is all about the customer. It's all about the customer. Help them get what they want, and you will get everything you want. So just to give a couple of tidbits on how to listen, because this is one of the most important factors. You can ask the greatest questions in the world, but if you aren't listening to what the customer said, the questions were moot. They were irrelevant. They did not matter. But you add the listening part to the equation, and you have a winning team. So in order to listen to understand, the first key is let the speaker speak. I know you think you know what they're going to say because you've been doing your profession for so long, and you are the Mac Daddy or Mac Mama of selling, right? No, wrong. You don't know what someone's going to say until they say it. 
you only think you know what they're going to say or you are doing what we call assuming. And we've all heard the, 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 the concept of what assume means, right? So let the speaker speak. And not only that, let your attention show. If you're in front of the person, make eye contact, nod to show signs of comprehension. When I say nod, I don't mean like you're going to sleep, but just nod your head periodically to show that them that you're engaged. And also, take notes. Do not trust your memory. At least for me, the older I get, the less I trust my memory. So, I take notes. There's an old saying, I think it was Confucius, who said, the weakest ink will outlast the strongest memory. The weakest ink will outlast the strongest memory. Uh, a friend of mine also says, the shortest pencil will outlast the longest memory. And I have my own version of it. Don't just think it. Ink it. Write it down. All right? Also, listen for psychological needs to that person that you're talking with. Psychological needs is what's the personal win for them? Okay, we know we, what we're looking for when we're looking, uh, if it's business to business that you're in, there are three primary things companies are looking for. They're always looking for to improve profitability. They're always looking to improve performance, performance of the people, performance of their technology, performance of the real estate that's housing the people in the company. And they're always looking to improve their perception. Their perceptions from, from who, who, whose perspective? Uh, from their employees, their customers, their shareholders, uh, the public at large, and even their competition. Yes, companies do care about what their competitions think in, in, in some instances. So listen for the personal wins. What's in it for them? Sometimes when you're working with someone, they're just saying, to listen, help me have a job after this is done. Help me look good, but we need to identify what that is. And also concentrate. I think today it's really the toughest for us to just stay focused on one thing because we have learned to multitask. And let me tell you, when it comes to listening, multitasking is overrated. It's impossible to listen well and do something else at the same time. So concentrate. While that person is talking to you, don't worry about what happened before the meeting that you're in now. And don't worry about what's going to happen after the meeting. Stay in the now. Because we've all had that happen when we're in a meeting and while the person's talking to us, we're looking directly at them, directly in their eyes. And we're saying to our- ourselves, hmm, I think we need dog food. <laughs> hmm, did I turn the gas oven off yesterday, the gas grill? Wow, you know, my vacation really was great in Tahiti 15 years ago. And we've all done that to some capacity, but I want you to focus intently on the person that's talking to you. So concentrate. Next, pay attention to all of the details. A lot of times, if we're not careful, we're just looking for key words, key phrases. I want you to pay attention to everything they're saying because what I have learned in my 32 years in the, in the profession of selling is small words can have some of the biggest meanings and they can cost us the most, especially when we miss them. So pay attention, listen to everything. And the other thing that you want to get better at, and we all can afford to do, is make sure you pause after you've listened to them. Pause before you respond. And a lot of us feel that 
we have to give a response quickly, but that shows them because that shows them how sharp we will, really are. Not really, because what I've heard in so many cases, especially when people are working with me, I'm the customer, and they answer too quickly. They didn't give themselves a chance to carefully marinate and digest what I just said to them. So I find in many instances people give me the wrong answer, the wrong response, because they didn't carefully consider what I said. And just understand, when you uh, take time to, to respond, the person does not think that you're dumb. They think either you're giving careful consideration to what they just said, or you're giving careful re- consideration to your response. And both of those are good situations. Silence is not a bad thing. It really isn't. And you'd be amazed how important silence is throughout the sales process. And we've talked about silence being important right now when you're asking questions. Silence is very important when you make an important point uh, in a presentation, which we talk about or we talked about in the past. Silence is important when you uh, ask for the business. And silence is important when you are in the negotiation process. So we may as well get comfortable with it right now early on in the initial process of listening. So once we listen, and by the way, you're going to have, you may have several meetings with clients, uh, but you have to listen to each one intently and understand from their perspective because each person you meet with, even if you are selling to a consumer, if you sell, you listen to me and you're selling to a couple, a family, you have to listen equally to the husband as well as the wife. All right. Uh, be careful focusing on one person and ignoring the other. Listen and engage each one to understand from their perspective what's important to them, because each one of them is a John Smith. You can have multiple John Smiths in one meeting. Now, those of you who are listening in your business to business, you every person you meet with is a John Smith. If they have their own different departments, you need to understand from their perspective what's important to them. You don't want to walk in and say, I want to tell you what the other person said. And they will say, well, you know what? The other person doesn't know diddly about my department. Let me share with you what I need. So we're going to, it's important to listen well, and we're going to go ahead and take our first break now. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. 
Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic today, the third part of the series, is essential selling skills. Let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to the things that help us be consistently successful. We want that sustainable success, and we don't want to be the flash in the pan. So we were just talking about effective questioning and effective listening. And years ago, I developed a tool that has helped many of my clients, be it individuals or organizations, literally sell millions of dollars and make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, in profits and commissions. And I want you to have it. I want you to go check out this app that I created designed to help you in the probing process, help you to gain that data and information so you can better serve your clients with the phase that we're about to go in next. And I want you to go to the questdeck.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T dot com. Questdeck.com. Q-U-E-S-T-D-E-C-K dot com. And check out the Quest Deck. It is an amazing tool that will help you in your quest to be a better questioner and listener and gain valuable information from your clients so you can help them. And then after you've checked it out, go to iTunes App Store and download your version of the Quest Deck discovery system today. All right? So now, questioning and listening is what we were just talking about. That's the most important aspect of what you need to do as a sales professional initially. All right? A lot of times we just want to show up and throw up does not work. You need to understand from the client's perspective what's important to them and even more importantly, how you can help them meet their objectives. Now, you're going to meet with several people potentially, and at some point, once you've gathered enough data, now is the time where you want to go into what we call the conviction phase. The first phase was the attention phase where you first meet the client, you establish rapport, and you set an agenda for that meeting. The next phase is the interest phase where you're asking questions and you're carefully listening to the responses. And now we're talking about the conviction phase because you feel you have enough information where now you're going to schedule a time to present your ideas you feel could help them meet their needs. All right. So in the, convic- in the conviction phase, you want to provide a presentation and you want to give your prospects enough information to prove that they're justified in acquiring your products or services. 
enough information and no more. In presentations, please understand, less is more. Less is more. And now what I want to do is I want to go through some actual quotes very quickly that I have heard from clients describing presenters as I did, got this information as a consultant, but they were describing presenters who lost new business presentations. They lost new business opportunities. And here's some of the, the things that the clients had to say. They say they had, had absolutely no energy. And one of the things we've talked about in the past, your energy level should be one step above where your client's energy level is. One step above, not exponentially above and never below. All right. If you're if you just too high in energy and your client is not a high energy person, they're going to be so distracted by your antics. They can't pay attention to the content of your message. All right. So they said they had no energy. You want to have energy. You want to be passionate about what you're doing. You want to be able to display that. Another thing they said was they read everything. They could have just given me their script. And at some point when I had some time, I could have just read it myself. All right, so I recommend don't read everything. Have key bullet points that you want to talk about or what we call talking points. But don't write out your entire script because I promise you as a rule, what's going to happen at some point is you're going to be reading from your script and you're going to lose your place and it may be tough to recover from. Another thing that clients did not like was when we just talked endlessly. They said they talked endlessly about themselves. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about your customer. A lot of times we think we can impress the customer by just sharing with them all of the acc- accolades, everything that we've done, who, how many companies think we're great, how greatness is defined, how long we plan on being great. They really don't care. They all listen to the same radio station. We talked about this. It's called WIIFM. What's in it for me? So that's what we want to focus on. It's not about you. It's about them. All right. They also said they fumbled the questions and they contradicted each other. One of the things I've mentioned on several occasions is you want to be research oriented. I do not like walking into a presentation without knowing what to expect from my audience. I just don't. Therefore, you do research. So if you have a coach Uh, If you have developed a relationship with the gatekeeper, which we talked about in one of the other sessions, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to how to win over the gatekeeper. All right. But go back to someone and say, uh, hi, Sally. I know uh, we're going to have Mark, the president of the company, in this presentation today. And I want to make the best use of his time. And I want to make sure I cover the things that's really crucial to him. So what are some of the things you've known him to ask other presenters? Or what are some of the questions I need to be prepared to address? And they will tell you. They will tell you. So then you go ahead and prepare your responses to those questions. So if they do come up, you're ready for them. All right? So they contradicted each other. And what you want to do also, make sure you and your entire team are on the same page. So you aren't saying uh, red and they're saying blue. Because your clients will never tell you this, but they are looking for cohesiveness in a presentation. And if you guys don't seem like you have it together or you're contradicting each other, they're thinking, well, if you can't work together 
and get it together for a 25 or 40 minute presentation, how are you going to pull off my six month project? How are you going to pull off this three year project? So they are looking for a cohesiveness and they may never ever say it. Another thing is they just kept talking. They just rambled on and on and on. And a lot of times we think, I don't know. I, I don't know what we think sometimes, but I, I do know a that was a rap song from the 90s that kind of, I believe, was the national theme song for sales professionals. And it went like, I say you talk too much. Homeboy, you never shut up. I say you because we just keep talking. All right. I think sometimes we think it's like boxing. You know how if you make a good point uh, in boxing, if you if you boxing with someone and you make a good connection, you make good contact with a blow and you see they have an impact, that boxer automatically rushes in on that that opponent and continues. Just give him a quarry uh, or just continue to just rain blows on him. Right. We do that in presentations. It does not work in presentations. Once you make a point and a client says, oh, I see. Don't say, oh, you like that point. Oh, well, let me give you. No, don't give them more. That means I got it. Doesn't mean thank you. May I have another. So let's just stop rambling on. Let's make our point and then keep it moving. All right. Another thing they've said about uh, presenters is. They did. They just didn't seem to enjoy themselves. I don't. I don't understand. They didn't seem to enjoy themselves. When you get on in front of your audience, it's showtime. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. We all have issues in our life. Okay, that's just a fact of life. If you're breathing right now, either you have something going on right now, or just keep breathing and you will. But when you get in front of the, your audience, they really don't care. They want you to show them how you can meet their needs, how you can help solve their concerns, how you can help them sleep better at night. And that should be our focus. So whatever's going on in your life, check it at the door. And then when you get in front of them, it is showtime. It's showtime. And there are things that you can do to help prepare for it. You know, I I really envision, before I speak to people, I envision this being the best presentation I've ever given. I envision them laughing at all of my jokes as well they should. I'm joking. That was a joke, by the way. Uh, I, I envision them laughing at all of my jokes. I envision myself having a great time, and I envision my audience having an amazing time. I envision myself being so fluid and so smooth that as I'm talking, as they look at me, they can see little strands of silk going off my tongue. That's what I envision as a result of what I envision. More times than not, that's exactly what happens. But then if we envision, oh, I hope I don't make a mistake. I hope I don't trip going up the steps. I hope I don't forget what I'm going to say. I hope I don't. As a rule, you just implanted those negative thoughts in your mind. And what you just planted is normally what you're going to get. You're going to trip going up the steps. You're going to forget what you're supposed to say. You're going to do all of those things. So keep a positive mindset. The other thing also is this. They say, I could be wrong, but I think this was the first time they actually did the presentation. Now, one of the things I believe, this is my belief, you should do a full dress rehearsal. 
you should do a full dress rehearsal before you do it to your client for the first time. Because during the dress rehearsal, there are going to be things that come out that you won't, that if you came out in front of the client, it's going to look disjointed. It's going to, it's going to be ugly. But you, it gives you a chance to correct things if you do it in a dress rehearsal. Okay? Now, people say, but Ty, I'm so busy, I don't have time for dress rehearsals. And my question when they ask, when they say that is, okay, so how many man hours did you put into this opportunity just to get it to this point, to pursue it to this point? And I will commonly hear dozens, if not hundreds of hours. And I say, okay, you've already put hundreds of hours in the pursuit of this. Do you mind if I ask why you wouldn't be willing to invest an extra hour or two to improve your odds of winning it? I've never had anyone give me a good response to that. So you get out of something what you put into it. So we want to make sure that we do these things. We want to give more presentations. A lot of times people today just want to do bids. I promise you, if you're just a, what I call a bid jockey, a bid jockey is someone who just wants to bid, and you're in a race with all the other bid jockeys, and it's basically whoever wins the race loses because you've won a, pro- a project now where the margins are so low. If you made a mistake in your bid or if you hiccup, you've lost money. All right? So we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And, wow, it's time for our second break. Again, this is the fastest week hour of the week. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard. And you're listening to us on the Voice America Business Channel. And our topic today is part three in the series of essential selling skills. Let's get back to basics. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Our workplace is dynamically changing. How do you stay ahead of the curve with respect to learning and training? Tune in every week to The Future of Workforce Learning and Development with host Pamela Robinson. You'll learn about real-world strategies, solutions, and resources that will showcase these changes and keep you ready for what's next. The Future of Workforce Learning and Development is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, 
please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic today is Essential Selling Skills. Let's get back to the basics, part three. We were talking about presentations and why they're so important. And as I was saying, it, a lot of us think we're being more efficient when we try to avoid a presentation and we just want to submit a proposal or a bid. And I, I say I affectionately call you a bid jockey. All right, and you're a race with everyone who else is. Everyone else is trying to just win by bidding. It, whatever it is you provide, has less value if the customer does not get an opportunity to experience it. Uh, if it's if it's a service, you need to be in front of them explaining the service, uh, having testimonials, all types of things to help make it real to them. That was a, a study done by the University of Minnesota, and they identified that. Your audience is 43% more likely to be persuaded if you give a formal presentation using visual aids or if they, they can actually touch, feel, see your product. All right? So get them as much as possible physically involved. 43% more likely to be persuaded if you give a presentation where there are things they can see, touch, or feel. The other thing, the other reason is this. There was a study done by the University of Wisconsin, and they identified that learning is improved up to 200% when you're in front of a client or a prospect, and they actually get a chance to interact with you and the product or interact with you and read or see things regarding the service. They understand it better by 200%. Not only do they understand it better, their retention is improved up to 38%. That study was done by the Harvard School of Business. They will remember what you say longer if they get a chance to either see it, touch it, feel it. All right? So we want to do those things. And a couple of ways you can, you can help improve in the presentation arena Let's talk about that. We have a, a saying, evidence defeats doubt. Evidence defeats doubt. So what kind of evidence are we talking about? There are ways that you can persuade them. One is with a demonstration. Let them actually see it work or, or exhibits regarding your particular product or service. There are facts that you can give them. And where do you get the facts from? You get facts from customers you've already sold who's utilized your products or services, and they can talk about the benefits that they've actually received as a result. You can have examples, analogies, and analogies are a great way to help people understand something more complex by giving them a simple example, a simple story of something. And one of the best ways... To, to provide evidence is testimonials, especially if it's one of their peers, someone they know, trust, and respect. 
testimonials are tremendous. There are several types of testimonials you can have today. And for me, the, the best testimonial is that in-person testimonial. Someone in knowing trust is right there with me. We met for lunch. We, we're playing golf. We met somehow, and the person they trust and know personally endorses me to them while I'm standing there. That is all but a done deal. What I found is this. When I get a referral, either I win the business or I'm at the top of the list. But I would say probably 97% of the times I win the business. And we talked about referrals, uh, I believe it was last week or the week, week before. But you want to get referrals. once. That's, that's the, the reward of doing a job well for a customer. So you can have in-person testimonials. A lot of times if I'm working with someone and they'll say, well, could I get some referrals or some references? What I will do, I will have someone already prepared that I'm going to call. It's an actual customer. Now, it's not someone I'm, I'm asking to pretend to be a customer, but it would be an actual customer. They already know that I have an appointment, and I will be calling them between three or four potentially. And if the person asks for references, I'll ask if I can make a quick phone call. And they normally say, well, sure. And then once I get the person on the phone, I explain to my customer exactly who I call. Here's someone that's used my services, and they're also considering the other company that you are. And they can tell you exactly how we both fared. And I have won a lot of business through a speakerphone testimonial also. All that means is I'm, you have to be prepared for whatever. And there's a, a, a theory. It's called the theory of the six P's. Proper preparation prevents pitiful, problematic performance. All right? So being prepared makes a difference. So you have the in-person testimonial. You have the speakerphone testimonial. Today, with all of the smartphones and the iPad and everything, you can go video someone with your, with, with your, your tablet or your, your smartphone, and then just show that to a client. That's powerful. And last but not least, the written testimonial is still an awesome way, an awesome way to persuade someone, to influence someone, to do business in favor of you. And last but not least, statistics. And throughout all of my shows, many of my shows, as you know, periodically I will have a top executive come on the show and recently I had an executive from the Han company um, and a president, the president of the company. And he identified, I asked him, I said, do small numbers mean big things to you? He said, absolutely. So if you can show an executive how you can improve the overall performance of their people by 2%, if you can reduce facility costs by 3%, they will jump all over it because they multiply those numbers out. As I've mentioned, I think, before, there was a time I sold, uh, when I was in the office furniture industry, I sold $1,500, $1,100 per chair chairs because I was able to show how a better chair, based on research, can help a uh, person sit an extra six minutes per day. And when they did the math, an extra six minutes per day times 1,500 employees per day times six days per week times 50 weeks came out to be like 2.7 million extra minutes a year. 
and we divided by that by 60 minutes, that was 45,000 extra hours of production a year. And it was a no-brainer to get the chair for that type of production. Six minutes per day per employee meant an extra 45,000 hours of production. So small numbers can mean really big things. Okay? So that's what we want to do. Now, guess what? If we've done our job right, if we've done our job right, and first identifying their needs by effective questioning, and, and exceptional listening, and then we use what we gain in our presentation to show how our products and services are going to meet their needs, we're going to create something called desire. And it's, it's, it, that's the next step. So we have attention, interest, conviction, and now we're at the desire step if we've done a great job of linking our solutions to that client's specific needs. And the definition of desire is pretty simple. It just means to have the prospect seeing themselves owning your products or utilizing your services before they actually give you a check or give you a PO. All right. They have taken mental ownership of what it is you provide. And once someone has taken mental ownership, there's something called buying signals that will occur. And you have to train yourself to be able to pick up on these because they happen so fast. They happen so fast. So, for example, you have two types of buying signals primarily. You have verbal buying signals and you have physical buying signals. And with verbal buying signals, they can come in the form of a statement or it can come in the form of a question. A statement buying signal could be as simple as, that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need. Or, you know, Tom is going to love that feature. Those are statement buying signals, and you are really close to a sale. And shame on you if you leave without testing the waters and even trying to close the business. Those are buying signals. So those are statement buying signals. A question buying signal basically could be, how much is it? Uh, is it difficult to use? What colors do you offer it in? When can I get it? Or how soon can I get it? What's the warranty? Who else has this in my business? And how do people normally pay for this? Those are quite, a lot of times I've seen people just answer those. Although that's a very good question. And these are opportunities for us to get the business and move on down the road. So what, when someone is asking these, this is because they're genuinely interest, interested. Now, if they're asking these after a presentation or you have submitted a proposal, these are probably buying signals. If they ask some of these questions early on in the sales process, they're just questions. But if they ask towards the end, these are buying signals and you need to, you need to test the water. So you may, you may want to say something like, you know, how much is it? Well, I can see how it would be important to make sure whatever you, 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 you acquire not only fits your requirements, but your budget. Suppose for a moment we can find a configuration that meets both of those. In your opinion, would this be the product you'd like to see your employees using? If they say, well, well, yeah, if it meets those requirements and 
the budget. Yeah, I like that. Now we have a basis. Now we're really close. So you show them that it meets the requirements and you find a configuration that meets their budget. And congratulations, you have a sale. Is it difficult to use? Well, that's a great question. Suppose for a moment we can show anyone in your organization how to use this product with five minutes of instruction. Then in your opinion, could you see them using this particular system? If they say, well, shoot, if it's that easy to use, yeah, of course. Now you're closer to the sale because now you show them in five minutes how easy it is, it is to use. And they say, now, it wasn't that easy. If they say, yes, congratulations, you have a sale. So I want to talk very quickly about the uh, physical buying signals. That means, you know, the prospect all of a sudden gets friendly. I don't mean that they say, so what are you doing this evening? I mean, sometimes you're going to have prospects that are standoffish, but now all of a sudden they open up to you. They relax. They want to re-examine the product. Or they have the hand on the chin, which is the, that's the mother of all buying signals. When they put the hand on the chin, because they've taken mental ownership of the product and they are envisioning that particular product in their facility, in their home, they're, partic- they're uh, em- envisioning it in their garage. They have taken ownership of it when the hand goes on the chin, one of the most surefire known to mankind. Now, this is just a quick version of this, but we have this in more detail in my book, Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. You, everyone should have a copy of that. It should be in your reference library. But it's time for our last break. We're going to continue to talk about this. We're going to closing when we come back we're going to finish buying signals and talk about closing last break of the show uh you're listening to forget patience let's sell something i am your host ty maynard and we will talk to you again on the other side of the break stay tuned Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network
You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynor or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. And today's show is Essential Selling Skills. Let's get back to the basics, part three. We're talking about just some of the core skills that we need to be reminded about every now and then, and we just need to revisit in some form or fashion just to continue to sharpen the axe, to go back to spring training camps. All right, to get back to the fundamentals of blocking and tackling effectively. We were just talking about buying signals. And buying signals uh, are basically ways people indicate uh, a conditional willingness to do business with us. And we need to be able to pick up on them because they happen extremely quickly. So we were just talking about if you get a buying signal, you want to test the water. And... I'm hoping everyone listening takes a shower or bath on a regular basis, and if you do, you before you get in the water, you, you turn it on, and then you stick either your hand in or you stick your toe in, and if the water is too cold, you make an adjustment, and when it's just right, you get in. That's all buying signals. Uh, that's all testing the water is doing with buying signals. It's letting us know when the prospect is ready to do business. Once we've identified that they are ready to do business, it's at that point we ask for the business. And I have, a lot of times when I give my workshops, I'll, at the beginning, I always ask, what is it you want to walk away from at the beginning of the week? And it's like, I always want to, I want to be a better closer. I want to close. I want to close more business. Well, closing is really the easiest part if you've done all of the other aspects that we've talked about well, if you have, you know, research on the front end, pursuing the, comp- the client, if you get in front of the right individuals within the organization, if you do a great job of asking questioning questions and listening carefully to them, and then in your presentation, you link the benefits of your products and services to the needs that they're looking to accomplish the the closing part is really the easiest part. Now, I want to share something with you. If you don't do those things, it doesn't matter how many closing techniques you know. You won't get their business. And if you do their business, the, the margins are going to be extremely low. You won't make a whole lot of money. And it just doesn't work. So it's best to just really understand the customer first and foremost. But I just want to go over some real quick closing techniques very quickly because, like I said, if you do everything else right, this is the easiest part. And basically, all you do is ask. Once you have tested the water and you've identified that they are ready to do business, you just say, can I go ahead and place the order? That's it. And But once you ask, you don't say another word until they speak. There's an old saying, ask for the order. And be quiet because whoever speaks first loses. All right. So just ask for the order. And this is another place where, as I mentioned before, where silence is critical. But 
the average salesperson that I've worked with cannot stand to be silent longer than seven seconds. So, and some of the people that you're going to be calling on, they are trained negotiators. They, they've been in sales, so they understand the game. So they'll sit there for 10 seconds and be quiet once you question. And because you can't stand the silence, you say, uh, is there a concern? Is there a problem? Uh, what if I threw in an extra widget? Would that, would that make you feel better? And you, now you've given up something that you really didn't have to. So just ask for the business and then don't say another word. And sometimes you'll be amazed because what they, what's going on is this. This is what happens with me sometimes. Uh, I'm thinking, man, I can't believe I'm getting ready to do this now. But we, I don't really need this right now. Well, I, I, I do need it. But it's not a perfect time. <laughs> what time? What I'm, what's going on is I am wrestling with myself. And if you will be quiet and let me wrestle, I'll come to terms with it. But if you jump in and you're talking to me while I'm trying to think, then I have to get away from you. I have to get away. So that's when I'll say, I'll tell you what, uh, let, me, let me give this some thought. Give me a call uh, next week and I'll let you know what I, what, I, what I came up with. So just don't say anything. But what's going on in your mind, you're thinking, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm about to lose this sale. I already wrote checks against this sale. Well, the boss I was going to get the sale. Mayday, mayday, I'm going in. Blah. I say you talk too much. We just keep on talking, and then we talk ourselves out of a sale. Uh, closing could be as simple as asking an, an alternate choice close. Would you prefer this widget in green or in black? Well, really, I think black would, would go better with, with what we want to do. Okay, well, what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and write this up in, in black. And you're nodding your head as you're talking to them. Imagine me nodding my head and I say, okay, I'll just go ahead and write in black. If they don't stop you, congratulations. So I just want you to understand that closing is not that difficult. And the one thing you want to do, if you've listened to me over the last three shows as I talk about this, my tone my voice inflection has remained the same throughout each one, each part of the sales process. When I first meet the person, my voice is the same all the way through the presentation, all the way through what questioning and listening, presentation, testing the water in, in the, in the, with the buying signal, and even closing. What can happen is we'll be one way throughout the entire process, then all of a sudden, we're cordial and friendly, then at the close, all of a sudden, we get serious. Or we're very serious throughout the whole process and, and, process and towards the end, we get very jovial. So keep the same smooth process throughout the entire sales process. And it makes it easier for the customer to buy and for them to do business with you. And as usual, Again, this is time has gone by so quickly, and I hope you have received a lot of good information from you. And I want to extend other services that I have. If you are a business owner, if you are a VP of sales, a sales manager, and you have a sales team, and you want them to get this type of core training skills, I can offer it in the, in the way of a workshop. Give us a call. Tell-free number is 888-605-1040. 
1040 like tax time, 888-605-1040, and we can help you. If you're an individual and you're looking for one-on-one coaching, a multitude of clients that I coach, and I love to have you as one, give me a call. We can set up something that works for you, that can help you get better. And what that way, I can work with you on individual situations that you are dealing with on a day-in, day-out basis. You can give us a call, 888-605-1040. Or you can just send me an email at ty, T-Y-E, at tymaynergroup.com. T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R dot com. Our job, our goal is to help you. We want to unlock the potential that's in you. And once again, our time is up for the show. I love talking to you. I hope you're going to continue to tell other people about the show. We want to grow this this show. We want to help everybody be their best. But in the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Let's sell something.